Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Ingenuity Show has the weirdest style. The Ingenuity Show hopes you stay a while. Come with these three nerdy engineers. What you will find might linger in the cochlea of your ears. Oh, with every nerdcast, there is something new. If you are listening, then this show's for you. You may think the premise of this show sounds so absurd. Well, you're, you're the, the one listening. Who's the nerd? You know, so you can't just say bizarre. You never get a moment for free. Show me something fun on your guitar. Something with an A. Hello, welcome to the Ingenuity Show. I'm Mr. Pold. I'm St. Jimmy. I'm Divinity. I'm Master Zed. And together... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Again. <laughs> We're back on Skype. Ooh. Welcome to our show about culture, technology, news, media, and comedy. Well, the comedy is just germane to the show. Mm. German comedy? Jermaine Clement? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what our comedy is all about. Flight of the Concords. Mm. Our fake sponsor this week is Dinecraft, the fun low res cooking game. <laughs> <laughs> I guess dining is the eating part. Actually, yeah. Minecraft is not low resolution, just the blocks are really big. Okay. Yeah. It okay. runs on my screen's native um, display. Which is well really then. Well, we, ma- we made it back from our camp outings. Yes, I listened to the podcast. Yeah. I really thought the theoretical cooking was hilarious. Yeah. So apparently, if you put the cooking tag on your post, you get lots of follows from cooking blogs. Oh, really? They <laughs> yeah. just blanket follow anything that says cooking? I guess, because I had like <laughs> a bunch of emails saying that we had new followers and most of them were cooking-related blogs. That's well, funny. welcome to the Ingenuity Show, those of you who are run cooking blogs. Let's see here. I cooked today. 1-800-GOOD-FOOD blog. Fit Ambitious Blonde, Jamie Lynn, The Dihedral, Mike Quoted Wait, B. I didn't realize I followed us with my Fit and Blonde um, account. <laughs> You're not blonde. <laughs> I'm reaching you not going the other way with that. <laughs> Why didn't any of the villains in James Bond be, uh, be called um, blonde villains? 
Mm. That's what I would be. Were any of the villains blonde? No, the only one James Bond was, right? James Bond wasn't blonde. He is one of Craig blonde. Yeah. Is he blonde? Mm, I think so. I don't know. We'll find out. Google that. I thought he had gray hair, but I'm. Is Daniel Craig blonde? (laughs) Is there a poll? James Bond is going back to his roots, and they're blonde. He's sandy-haired. He has uh, blonde roots. What about was uh, what's his name? Blonde. I don't Mm. think so, right? Sean Connery. Sean Connery (laughs) wasn't. Pierce Brosnan's certainly not. No, neither is um. Roger Moore. Roger Roger Moore. Moore. Or the other guy. Roger Less. Uh, (laughs) Timothy Dalton. Uh, Or the other guy. Uh, the The one that did the one-off. Richard Simmons. On Her Majesty's Secret Service. (laughs) It was uh, Bob Vila. Jim Carrey. No. (laughs) Jim Carrey is James Bond. It'd be awesome. No, it wouldn't. (laughs) So the most um, likes I've gotten on like an Instagram post or anything is when I, if I put like a hashtag for some random thing like (laughs) outdoors or something, (laughs) I'll get like like four four times as many. Are there bots that like follow, follow things that are hashtagged or something? I think there's people that just are like everything that they probably follow certain things, and if they have the hashtag, they show up and they just like every single thing. Oh, huh. Call those like horse. They might be trying to get you to like them back. I think they're called lichens. Maybe <laughs> it's they suffer from lycanthropy. Yeah, they they like. Never mind. <laughs> like yeah, anthropomorphic. They like click like light during the full moon. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Like anthropomorphic. I was trying to figure anyway. out how to say that, but I couldn't <laughs> it figure was, it out. It took me a second. <laughs> so, I need uh, you guys to weigh in on a little dispute that my son and I have been having. You're calling me Yes, fat. I do weigh over 220 pounds. So, what do you call the cooking implement that you use to flip pancakes over with? Spatula. A flipper. Is that uh, what you really call it? No, Saint I Jimmy? call it a spatula. 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 What does he call it? A tibula? Apparently, he says the proper term it's is a turner. A turner. No. no, I maintain that a turner is a type of spatula. It's a yeah, guy that has a dog. I agree with that. What do you call the rubber flat Spatulas. rubber thing that you use to get the cookie dough back into the bowl? I call it a spatula. A spoon. I called them scrapers for a long time, and then the rubber scraper. Yeah. I call them rubber scrapers. It's a type of spatula. I call it a spatula. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't think of that as a spatula. Is a spatula like the technical like term for like a medical device? They are medical devices called spatulas. They're for spreading organs out. Yeah, they're from flipping, flipping them over. over. <laughs> 
I just had my spleen flipped the other day. Oh, well, we really? changed the oil and flipped your kidneys. <laughs> Let's see, I'm trying to... It, so apparently the actual definition is a broad, flat, blunt blade used for mixing and spreading things. And flipping things. What about scraping? Yep, scraping is in there. Apparently the British, it's a thin, flat, wooden or metal instrument used in medical examinations for holding down the tongue or yep, taking cell samples. Oh yeah, that's a... I sometimes use my spatula for that. Oh, oh. Actually, um, my wife bought me a really nice spatula because she got tired of me complaining about the cheap like <laughs> dollar store ones that you'd take it out of the dishwasher or the holder and as soon as you hold it up to try to flip something water would run out of the handle onto whatever you're trying to flip oh you just need to seal it so i got a really nice um spatula i'm really proud of it i love it so to help my argument i had him watch the ad from uhf spatula city i was just looking at that which shows both types but major features heavily on the flippers Mm. Or the Turners, or whatever they're called. What do you think they should be called? <laughs> what does SpongeBob call it? That's the a spatula. Yeah. So. So while you guys are all off gallivanting, <laughs> a, some of you across state lines, <gasps> uh, we've Half went on us. a hike during the three-day weekend gross it was fun oh um, we didn't hike at all it was one oh. of the gun emplacement old hundred-year-old gun emplacements that are in the north of us oh those are cool so we went to the easternmost one and uh, explored the uh ruins you call that <laughs> the old the old gun mounts are really cool acoustically if you stand in the middle of them, stuff sounds really weird. Mm. Yeah. Especially while you're firing guns. Well, it's like they designed them to be like a dead spot so that you wouldn't deafen the gunners, maybe. Mm. Yeah, we saw a couple bald eagles um, light in a tree. Did they have comb-overs? <laughs> they were balding <laughs> eagles. No, they were completely bald. <laughs> <laughs> And so we tried to get pictures with our camera, but it's hard to make out what they are. But later on, we're just walking back to the car, and this bald eagle comes and swoops down. He's like 10 feet over our head. Well, sure he we just didn't wasn't have really our cameras big. ready, of course, so we're just like, maybe whoa, he's, whoa. Maybe he's 100 feet up, but really big. No. I think he was jealous of your full head of hair. Maybe. I could be. Uh, my hair has been mechanically shortened. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> my son had clippers and he gave me a haircut. Nice. That's mechanically. That's preferable to the Although other ways to do it. Like biologically? Machine, right? With a sheep? Or, uh, <laughs> pyrotechnically shortened? There are like places that do that. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen videos yeah, of that. It's called a burn barrel. It looks wrong. Yeah. Seems like it would smell really bad. Yeah. And I doubt the result is any better than just actually cutting it. <laughs> yeah. 
but oh well. So my uh, my truck battery needs replaced, apparently. Oh, is that why it kept dying? I guess. Um, so I, I did a bunch of troubleshooting. I figured out when I was using the ammeter of Master Zed's, I was using it wrong on the wrong setting. Oh, is so that that's why, probably it why it wasn't working? working. Well, but it could have been that the blue smoke came out of it at could one have point. Been. Hear but that blue smoke is important for I was electronics to work. I was using <laughs> it wrong because um, I have the same one, and I got. I was trying to make it work. I was like, I know this has to. It's not have a rectal current, but. Uh, so I was. I charged the battery up. And it was not staying up at normal voltage. And so I checked for a draw. There's like a 0.3 amp draw. So I start pulling fuses and it was the instrument cluster. Oh. You have too many instruments. It was yeah. a cluster. Did you have an instrumental in there? problem? So I grabbed my spatula. <laughs> oh, so I was watching it when we connected the circuit the gauges would like flutter all of them I'm like what in the world is going on i'm like there's some like, short or something yeah something's so grounding out i hit the googers and apparently it does that when your battery's bad mm. so i'm gonna put a new battery in it and then see what's going on i'm gonna buy a super nice battery this time yeah i had to change my battery recently um i looked at it and it was i think it was installed in the truck in like 2003 or something whoa <laughs> so it was in there a really long time it's probably yeah. ready to be replaced mine yeah. was only three years old but it was kind of a cheapo battery yeah, this one was an interstate battery. It might have a warranty, but... Some of them are really short, though. Some of them are through a year, I think. Well, and a lot of them are prorated, so it's like, oh, well, you've used up three-fifths of the right. warranty time, so oh. you get two-fifths the value, so here's, like, $27. <laughs> so I told uh, St. Jimmy this, but when I was in grad school, I had my truck has two batteries, and it had been cranking really slow, so I had picked up two new batteries. And then at one point, my friend Ben was headed to AutoZone, where I'd bought them, and was like, hey, can you just take these batteries back and get the like $10 core charge or whatever? Mm -hmm. And so he's like, oh, sure. So he took them with him. When he came back, he handed me like, 250 bucks oh. <laughs> and he's like yeah i gave them your name and they pulled it up and these batteries were under warranty still oh wow. so they nice. refunded it nice and since there were two and they were you know big diesel truck batteries they were pretty right. expensive yeah so i'm getting the a fancy gel type are you getting an I optima guess. No, it's actually, I was reading a lot of reviews about batteries, and people were saying that in the last year or so, they were purchased by another company, and the quality hasn't been as good since they then. Come, they changed their name to Minima? 
interesting. Because <laughs> that was, there's... I have two red top Optimas, but they were the ones I bought when I was in grad school six years ago. Yeah, and they're so still people, doing good. People on the forums were like, oh yeah, I got mine like six years ago, and it's they're still great or whatever. And then people were like, yeah, I bought one four months ago and it crapped out. It's like, oh, mm. so apparently there's a. The one I bought is called Odyssey, and it's supposed to be I think like I've heard of them. Yeah. Best one out there right now. So I think they do. They used to do mostly like deep cycle RV batteries. Well, now is they there... have this uh, extreme that's supposed to be really good, or it's like twice as expensive as is there a regular of battery. Uh, no, they didn't have a mascot. So I found with the regular lead acid cell ones mm-hmm. off roading, I would pop my hood and the top of the battery would be wet because they're mm-hmm. getting shaken about so much. Well, I did check the water in mine and they it looked fine, but it just wasn't holding a charge. That's why you got to use oatmeal. But just kidding. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Make sure you get the Ferris oatmeal. That's one you want. <laughs> no, you want non-Ferris oatmeal. <laughs> uh. So we went. Um, my wife has been driven crazy with having to stay at home. So with you, we, no. Oh. So I, I gently <laughs> texted our parents. I was like, um, "What would you guys be okay if we like came your direction Memorial Day weekend?" And they said, "Yeah, that'd be great." I was like, oh, if you're concerned at all, we don't want to, you know, step on toes or whatever. So, but they were fine with it. So we went up and we went to a, a reservoir where they go every, every year. And I, we interacted with enough other people that I got to hear dad's joke about that. It's like, yeah, I would do my yearly trip to see if my wife still wants to stay with me. Mm. And he said that to every new person that we met, it felt like. <laughs> nice. Which is, which is funny. It reminds me of the old three-legged dog joke. Yeah, it spreads faster than the coronavirus. <laughs> Ooh, so what if it's out? transmitted by dad jokes? <laughs> I doubt it. No, it wouldn't. Otherwise, I would have had it three or four times by now. So they go fishing at a certain reservoir every year, and according to them, that was the busiest they'd ever seen it. Wow, there were so many people there, and the, the first day, which was Saturday, there really wasn't that many people on on the lake in boats mm-hmm. there's maybe us and maybe one other person we saw but on uh monday there was quite a few boats and floaters guys in like inner tubes oh that's um, better kind of, of floater <laughs> <laughs> there was lots of people uh fishing off the bank um mm. so we went to a store to get licenses fishing licenses out of state ones and I, didn't, I should have thought about this, but I didn't. My wife was up talking to a lady about getting hers, and I overheard her say $58. I was like, wait, how much are these? It was $58 for a three-day fishing license. Oh. So my wife's the only one that got a license. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't like fishing enough to pay that much money. <laughs> and our youngest son's like, yeah, I'm not really into fishing either. So there was only three fish people fishing on the boat, which is probably good because... We already had a problem. I mean, three, we had a problem with people tangling lines and things. Mm. Um, my wife 
she um, caught her limit on the first day uh, first and they were we were trolling for trout um, on dad's boat which is pretty fun and uh, my wife had a great time she loved it and my youngest and I had a good time just sitting hanging out and running the or using the net to catch the fish or get the fish in the boat nice um, so we spent two days out on the lake and the first day we came back and all of us had like the tops of our hands burned. Oh, we were wearing like <laughs> we were wearing like sweatshirts, but our hands were out. And was, when we first got there, I took my, oh, I had my shoes off. It was yeah, in the sixties and windy out on the lake. Oh, first yeah, day I, I, I took my shoes off and I got sunscreen from my wife to put on my feet. I didn't think about putting it anywhere else. So today my ears are peeling. And my hands have a little bit. They're not quite red anymore, but I mean, don't don't be so full of yourself. You may say your ears are appealing, but <laughs> should leave that to others to judge. Luckily, we can't see them because you have right. headphones over them. Right. So thank you for covering them. Oh, <laughs> Dad was driving the boat, and so I had to um, put the trailer in the water to de-boat, de-water the boat, and boat the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're taking the boat out of the water. Yeah, that's so called you boating it. Deboating the water. That's right, and uh, it went pretty well. The last time we took the boat out, there was a lot of people. That was Monday, on the holiday, and there was people like not even fishing, just sitting there with their feet in the water, right on both sides of the ramp, yeah. just like watching. It's always nervous, but I, I backed always it up. Always watching. How how long of a boat ramp it was it? It's pretty decent length, too. It's like, Let's I don't see. know, maybe 150 feet, maybe a fifth level like that, at least. Oh, so, so when I went fishing, I don't know if we actually went fishing. We went boating with Dad probably three or four years ago at Owyhee Reservoir, and it was pretty low. And so Dad had me, let's see, we had ended up, I think... Oh, because mom and dad usually they'll each drive a vehicle so that they can haul their boat and their camper. Yeah, we hooked this boat to my truck this time. Yeah, so that's what we did too. Is um, I just got his boat with my truck and then he hauled his camper so mom and dad could ride together. But the lake was kind of low. And so he had, I had to go, it was fine backing the boat down. But when I had to just back the trailer down to get him, Uh and the, the, lake was pretty low so it was like probably 250 feet That's down this way. ramp and i could i couldn't see the trailer behind my truck until like i could just barely see it on the sides i think out of the mirrors yeah only if you get out of straight right That's yeah my problem was like but yeah. when we went boating did uh we were like going along and i was like man this thing your boat's awesome like it's pretty fast. And he's like, oh, we're only at like a quarter throttle. Oh. And I was like, oh, man, this thing must be really fast then. And so he like went to full throttle and we're flying. And it took like maybe three or four <laughs> seconds before mom's like, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, she yeah. gets seasick anyways. Well, he, well, yeah, he took us across the lake at one point. Um, we were trolling across at one point, but we found a spot where the fish were really good. And so the second day we just... Good fish. I think he was going like 35 miles an hour yeah. in the boat. <laughs> and of course, it gets up on plane, and so you can't see anything. 
and it was really, really windy. Um, so on the second day, when I backed the, the trailer down into the water, mom was just kind of standing there. And when I got where I thought I was about good, it's like, well, you're not really straight, so can you pull forward a little bit? And I pulled forward and then came back and apparently was better. Um, so dad, this, this time, instead of trying to pull the boat on, he was just going to drive the boat onto the trailer, which actually mm -hmm. worked pretty well. So I just pulled it up in there and we got it hooked up and pulled him out. And I had the windows all down so I could hear what was going on. And this lady sitting on the one side of the ramp said, wow, they're pretty good at that, mm -hmm. which was <laughs> nice. And yeah. So I pulled it up and I told I told Dad that. He's like, oh, that makes me feel pretty good. Especially because like, you worried. probably don't feel like you ever are very good at it. Right. I, I feel like it took forever to get down there, but... Dad's like, she was probably just that after watching that last guy take forever to launch his boat. <laughs> um, and he was able to drive it up in there, which was good. And he was he was confused. He's like, yeah, it looked like you were down in the water. You're like perfect. And he just started pulling out and just pulled way ahead. And I was like, he's like, I was already lined up to you. And then like, well, mom said I wasn't quite straight. So the, the trailer wasn't quite straight. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, but we had a great time. It was a, a good weekend. Um, good. We stayed we stayed in the tent, and we kind of pulled our truck 90 degrees to the end of the camper to kind of provide a wind block. We were kind of trying to test this tent we have. Um, it'd be really good in the summer because like half of the tent's mesh. Um, it's a three man tent, but we've had the even with the the rain fly on it, there was still quite a breeze through it. So it wouldn't be good if it was cold at all. Mm. It would have gotten really cold. But it was worked good. Our air mattress is one that uh, my wife's dad gave us with all the camping gear when he passed away. Um, it's it feels like a little bit heavier material, so it's oh. older than the newer ones. And well, it must the, be good if it still holds air. Yeah. So the I whole haven't assembly, had a one that lasts more than five inflates. The whole right. inflating <laughs> assembly, like it has like squeeze pins on the side, and the whole thing opens up. So then there's like a two inch hole for the air oh. to come out. And it has a, a locking feature, so you have it open, and then you, when you put it in there, you can lock it. So it's a really nice one. I think it's a, a crafts, not craftsman. Um, Coleman. 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 Like an old school one. So mm -hmm. that passed the test on, as far as camping gear goes, but the test, the tent, I'm not sure about. I think, and I want more space. I don't like having a tent that you have to basically climb straight onto your air mattress, which yeah. is... <laughs> And then we had to distort the tent a lot in order to get the air mattress in because we had to inflate <laughs> it with our our one that plugged into the truck. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think I, I can thank uh, Master Zed for taking me on those off-roading trips because I can take down a tent and sleeping bags and air mattress really fast. <laughs> it doesn't bug me as much as it used to. And at one point, Dad's like yelling from the trailer, do you need help out there? I was like, no, I got it. He's like, good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think you want to come out. So we're planning on getting a different tent. Ours is just too complicated. There's like tons of poles, and it takes multiple people to set it up. And there's just like things everywhere. It's <laughs> crazy. We did have it out again after we got home because everything oh we had out, we put away wet and muddy. So we got it all out. It was it's been really nice and sunny here, so we got it all out and hose hose stuff down and 
dried it in the sun and put yeah, it all so, neatly away. So we got home Monday and it was like 72 and sunny in Portland. <laughs> nice. We're like, nice. what the heck? This is so beautiful. <laughs> like, and it had been, it have been like this where we were camping. Yeah. And hit <laughs> the rainforest. Like, Did you guys hit rain? Like, oh, you're oh, in the rainforest. There it you poured on Monday morning when we were packing up. It was like. Yeah. Just it was constant rain, like yeah, we went, rain. We went over to mom and dad's on Thursday after work, and we drove two cars separately because my wife was still gone with my youngest son. They mm-hmm. went on to, to Utah. Um, but, yeah, it rained really, really hard on our drive there on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Like, there was points I had my wipers on full blast, and I still couldn't see. Mm. Um, I hydroplaned a couple times. Whoa. And then my car needs new suspension, like, all around. Because I was telling my wife, you know, normally you know, if someone drives their car, I had to drive my car. I was like, because I was all over the road if I didn't, you know, you can't, there's no relaxed, you know, gently holding the steering wheel with one hand. I had two hands on the steering wheel and I felt it after a while. Um, so I'm buying all new suspension components for my car. Cool. This week. Um, but yeah, we had a great time. And the drive back was 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 better and it's weird because my tires have been deflating themselves there are two of them mm. i have to check them like every two weeks because they'll, they'll be down to like 20 psi instead of the 40 like i said in that i don't know but so i was worried Sounds and i like checked it. them before i came home and the car had been sitting there at mom and dad's after being on the freeway for eight hours straight and they the one had gone down maybe two psi i was like mm. I don't know if driving them that far warmed the rubber up and reseated them better. I don't know. <laughs> it's nuts. So when we got home, we it was nice. So we pulled every all of our stuff out and like just hung it on our mm-hmm. railings out on our front deck. Mm-hmm. And we opened the rooftop tent up, and the the rainfly actually has poles in it which we didn't realize they slide down into pockets on the side of the tent oh there's like eight or four poles so eight spots that it goes into and then there's little uh on each corner there's a little clip that it actually clips to the tent so it's super easy to take the fly off and then we're like we got everything in there we actually put a heater inside the tent to help dry the inside out oh nice and then it started like just barely sprinkling and we're like (laughs) uh let's (laughs) not go through this so it was mostly dry so we packed it up and then tuesday afternoon we reopened it again nice so i had finished drying after this trip though i think my wife told me um we're buying a trailer or an rv of some kind Ooh. So I want an airstream personally, because I think they're cool. But we'll see. Those are expensive. Well, it's already past your birthday, so I'm I not know. gonna get get it for you. Uh, darn. I was hoping mm-hmm. you would. <laughs> you give me a Twinkie, that's like the same thing, right? Yeah. Hey, where's the cream filling? <laughs>
Well, should we go to Nerdiculture? I think it's about time. Sure. All right. So I saw an article from a couple years ago about That's a new these... story. No, it's an old story. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's about it was about these two guys that were bicycling in the woods in you know cougar country by and... Marvin. So it's mom's weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so they um they came across a cougar and they yelled and made loud noises and swung their bicycles around and the cougar left or so they thought. And then they just hung around there for like five minutes talking about how scary it was. And <laughs> oh, I can't believe we saw a cougar. And well, the cougar came back and jumped onto one of the guys um, that was standing there on this bike. And the other guy dropped his bike and started running. <laughs> and so the, cougar, the cougar let go of the first guy and ran and pounced on the second guy. Mm. So the first guy was able to get up, get on his bicycle, and ride the two miles till he could get to cell phone service, just leaving his friend he just there. Just left his friend there. <laughs> and his friend died. Whoa! Only cougar killed him. Well, he ran first, I guess. <laughs> so, it's like two men against a cougar. You have be. pretty good odds. Exactly. So, you know, the, the, there's an old joke that you just have to run faster than your friend if you get attacked by an animal. Yeah. yeah. You just have to case, get on your bicycle and ride it instead of running. Well, what they should have done is when your friend gets attacked by a cougar, you should help him yes. the cougar fight off fight. the cougar. <laughs> yeah, like not, die on a buffalo. Right. Yeah, not try to run off. Yeah, here, so, so that got me to thinking about what you should do in case of animal attacks. You know, the, so, the bear, you know, I've, this is something Adam Carolla has said about bears. They must have some pretty good PR people because they've convinced everyone that the smart thing to do is to just roll up in a ball and lay on the ground. So the certain types of bears bear. in certain mm -hmm. situations, that might be the way to go. Grizzlies, I think. Yeah, so I've compiled a list of different animals and things that you should do if you were attacked by these animals. Raccoons? Okay. Send Raccoon. your dog after them. Okay. <laughs> so I'm starting with cougars since that's the story I started with. Polar whiskers. But one of the things is if you run, it triggers Throw it, their... deploy a box. They'll hide in it. <laughs> They'll play in the box. <laughs> But if you run, it triggers their predator instinct, and they will chase you. Well, oh, they are a predator. Yes. <laughs> um, and so what you should do is stand your ground, make yourself look tall. Um, don't Fire run away. Fire shotgun at it. Well, they're usually like surprise <laughs> predators too, right? They like to jump out and get you when you don't see them. Yeah, that's another thing is you shouldn't try to crouch or hide. No. Because that just turns into a game. Oh, I'm going to find you. It's like the most deadly game of peekaboo that you could think of. <laughs> <laughs> also, you should never take your eyes off of it and do not turn your back. That kind of peekaboo ends in an ICU usually. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but they hunt in packs of three, so the two from the side. Oh, no, that's Velociraptors. Oh, dang <laughs> it. Is that on your list? 
I don't have that. If, nose, if, if, if a velociraptor attacks, you have to blow air through a skull of a velociraptor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why you should always take one hiking with you. It also calls yes. marines, apparently. Yes. I just carry a hollowed out skull of cougars with me, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> well. If, if the cougar gets I just carry a stick with a feather on the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, please. Or laser. Uh, yeah, laser, laser, laser. laser. <laughs> you get it to run off a cliff. Me. You point it at your friend. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> <No>. Nice. <laughs> but if, if you get aggressive, you should shout, throw rocks at it, wave your arms. You should shout. shout let it shout. all out. Let it all yes. out. <laughs> if, you, if you have tears for fears. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I wrote this. Stay on your feet. If you are prone, you will die soon. <laughs> What so if you're on the ground, if you're on the ground, you're much more likely to be hover hurt quite a bit. By this if you're wearing my dirigible backpack, you just increase the air pressure in the balloon, which causes you to leave the ground, and, then you... and it makes you look bigger, which would right. scare away, right? Um, if it comes down to it, you need to fight aggressively, and you know you gotta. What if only like dogs that can push on their backpack? They won't bite its ears mouth. off, you know, whatever it takes. Shove your arm right down their mouth? No, that's not recommended. Because with dogs, if you press in the back of their tongue, they cannot bite you. Uh, I don't know if that's cat. They have tongues too. <laughs> so do I. So do shoes. It probably works for people too. I think All if right, you push so... on my tongue, I can bite you. You know the back of it? Yeah. You probably puke on me. I definitely would puke on you. That's that's how you scare off the St. Jimmy, is you puke on him. Yeah, that... Uh, oh, like that a, was his self-defense uh. mechanism. But just remember, cougars want to eat you. Your yes. dinner for them. You need to fight for I your I saw right. a video of a guy that was backpacking in a, by himself, and a cougar attacked him. And he had video. Maybe he had a friend there, I don't know. But... Uh, <laughs> This he is totally was like, going on the internet. He had a solid frame backpack, and so he was just like holding onto that between him and the cat, and they're like circling each other. He just like right. poked at it because it couldn't like close the distance to grab him. Yeah, and he That's did that idea. for a couple minutes. He was pretty yeah. freaked out. Though. It's probably good if you are in an outdoorsy area that is known for <laughs> cougars. You probably should not go alone. You should probably take your truck and just drive. <laughs> Because there was a woman, I think, last year down um, in Oregon that was killed by a cougar, and she was out hiking alone. There was a lot of joggers in Sacramento that died from cougars when we lived there. Yeah, and they've been known to, like, grab kids and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and they Small don't care. They're not necessarily, like, just out in complete wilderness. They right. do nope. get encroaching on... Yep cities and stuff we saw a cougar two years ago on our off-road trip i think it's or more than last, cities are last encroaching year. on them <laughs> last year we were yeah. nowhere near a city though yeah cool. so we should do city off-roading next time <laughs> i did that <laughs> yesterday just drive, just drive over cars i had to oh. help charlie's dad get a load of lumber from home depot because he just has a, a volkswagen golf yeah that's hard and to driving my truck to the Home Depot he chose was like urban off-roading. I've done like, off-roading oh inside gosh. Portland 
city limits before. Oh yeah. <laughs> Back in the map quest days, I printed off instructions awesome. to get to our grandmother's house. And I'm driving along this perfectly good road, and it tells the instructions say turn left. And I turn left, turn right onto this dirt road. Yeah. Okay, turn right. Now turn left. I'm back on the same road I was before. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> it was Is there a business on the road? <laughs> no, it was like no one ever travels this road. This will be fun. Hey, this yeah, is fun. Let's no end up on this dirt road. <laughs> well, there was we no first, traffic on the main road. <laughs> when we first moved to our house here, it would people's GPS would take them down a dirt road. Oh, that was oh. off of my old road, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just for no reason. Just, oh, here, take this oh, road. Cool. There's no traffic. Yeah. I think I take that road on pur- purpose with my truck just because it was fun. My mother-in-law th- took her Camry down that road to get to our house the first time. Ooh. I think Grandma and Aunt Verna drove it. But I've never been down that road, actually. Oh, we used to go that way sometimes on purpose. I would get requests for my kids to go down that road when I was in the truck. Because <laughs> it's like super potholy and you're just like oh. <laughs> it was like off-roading <laughs> <laughs> alright so the next category is bears so bears. did you spray, split them into polar black and grizzly brown koala brown koalas aren't a bear sun bear no, no I sun split them into black it. brown and polar and cartoon <laughs> cartoon bears you just have to throw a picnic basket at them and I'm not hey, sure about this, Yogi. Hey, boo boo. Get this picnic basket. All right, so black bears are usually Jerks. not very aggressive. Those are not ones you play dead with, though. No, they are not. Um, the same with the cougars. Running triggers an attack response. You want to move slow and deliberate, but you also want to make loud noises and appear larger than them. Um, another <laughs> I'm working was, on that. You just carry a cider from your car with you. (laughs) Another tip is to move upwind from them so they can smell that you're human and they don't let gas out. (laughs) They can can smell your defense response. No. (laughs) They can say, hey, that's a human. I don't eat humans. I better get out of here. Oh, he soiled himself. (laughs) (laughs) But also provided a way to get out of your camp. Because a lot of times they'll show up in your camp because, you know, they smell something to eat. Um, You don't want to corner it, of course. You don't want to get between it and its cub because then they will be angry. You should always carry salmon with you, so you just throw it and then run. There you go. So we had... uh... You said don't run. It's going for the salmon, though. You're probably fine. Here, boy, go get it! So we went backpacking in Glacier National Park. Uh Uh-huh. And it was right on a lake and it had this river (laughs) that's the french one right just or the canadian one just north of here (laughs) um but there was a river that flowed into this lake that our camp was right on and we heard this splashing noise we went over and there was a black bear swimming through the river towards our camp oh cool and so there was us and this one other backpacker there and so Charlie and the other backpacker started yelling at it. And then I went and grabbed our bear spray because it was with our backpack. Cause mm-hmm. I didn't, we were like s- setting up stuff still. And we, so I went and grabbed that and came back and the bears like halfway out through the 
river and it finally notices us yelling at it. And the look on its face was so funny because <laughs> it like kind of like it was swimming, startled. but it kind of like froze and was startled. And then like mm-hmm. looked back at the other shore and looked at our shore, looked back <laughs> and then looked at us and just like kept swimming towards us. <laughs> it's like, so it was like, I've it? gone too far. I can't, <laughs> I can't turn back now. Make it. And so he kind of veered towards the lake side of from the river. <laughs> It'd probably and, be the same response as if a human is swimming across the river and he sees a bear. He's bear. like, oh, 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 yeah. maybe I'll go this way. <laughs> yeah, so we ended up, like, we were kind of by the cooking area of the camp. And so we heard it come out of in these bushes and there was a big bunch of rustling. and We heard it run <laughs> off. But we went and found its tracks and it ran, like, five feet from our tent on its oh, way wow. out. <laughs> We've got some pictures of these big bear prints yeah so yeah so the brown bear is a lot different um generally the brown bear is also not interested in eating you for food unless it's hungry or some other factors he's looking um, but for you the should... bear necessities yeah. just the bear necessities but you should avoid eye contact with it um, <laughs> don't turn your back or run and uh, act submissive because if you Angels. act aggressive, it'll say, oh, yeah, well, I'll show you. So brown I guess they've got a chip on their brown shoulder. Bears. Huh? Brown bears will actually eat other brown bears. Like a full-grown adult male brown bear Yeah. will, will gladly take a cub and eat it. Yeah. And bring also bear spray. Why? So it does. this one is the one that talks about um, life face down on the ground, cover your head with your hands. And it'll probably claw you and bite you a little bit, but most of the time they'll get bored and leave. Mm. Uh, if it does start eating you, then you need to start fighting back and like claw its eyes, you know, nose. Oh, and its cute little ears. And yeah, insult it. his belly. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> Kick him in the junk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one's pretty close. It's pretty close to home because Gwen's best friend. Him and his wife and one of their friends got mauled by a brown bear in Alaska. Oh, yeah. And it was, they were mountain biking and the, they, it was with its cubs on a bridge. Oh, yeah, it's dangerous. And they, they stopped like quite a ways back when they saw it and started just slowly backing away. Uh And it came after them. Oh, yeah. And it was not going to let up, but it, and yeah, the, that, the one ahead. the friend got the worst of it, and but he was wearing a backpack, mm-hmm. and he got up next to a downed tree, and it was reaching over the tree and was grabbing the backpack and just lifting him up in the air and tossing oh, him. Wow! Yeah. yeah, and he held on long enough to for them to get. It got all three of them. I think it got Tyler and Kimmy first. She got like a big scrape across the back. Yeah, Tyler got it in the leg, so he had like puncture wounds in his thigh, and then it went after their friend. And while the friend was getting tossed, they were able to get the bear spray. And when they sprayed it with the bear spray, it took off. Yeah, that was one of the things I was reading about the the brown bear is they are super aggressive, and everything that they said to said it had a caveat next to it saying. Or the bear won't go away, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, 
the bear's likely to do any number of things, and he probably will kill you. <laughs> I saw a video of these two guys fishing in Alaska. They're sitting there in their little chairs, and they're filming it, whatever, and they're fishing. And they look, and this there were probably oh, four feet between them. This grizzly bear just walked up between them and just, like, sat down between them. Whoa. So it looked like it was one of their friends just sitting in a row with them. <laughs> and they were just, like, looking at it like, what do we do? <laughs> he knows they're fishing. Well, give him yeah, the next, we, the first fish yeah. you catch. You give it to him. Here you go. You take your fish. You, we watched you that leave. Disney uh, bear uh, movie about bears. It's like a documentary. And it, there was this one, like, this one grizzly bear that was the biggest one there in the area. And he, all these other bears were out fishing, and you know when those salmon were coming by, and he just sat there and waited till this one bear that apparently he liked to pick on caught a fish, and then he just went and took it from that one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that was also the one that was or the one that had the fish taken from him. I think was also the one that was trying to um, eat the two cubs of the mama bear they were following around. Mm. Interesting, because they're all really hungry because the. The food was not quite um, enough for them until the fish run start, the salmon run started. So even more dangerous than the brown bear is the polar bear. That um, one you carry a gun with you. <laughs> so this one basically just says that the polar bear is not bluffing. If he's coming after you, he means to kill you. Because it mentioned that sometimes the brown bear might charge you or stand up and to like as a bluff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not a bluff, you know, that caveat right. coming in again. But the polar bear never bluffs. It, it's completely serious 100% of the time. Your only chance is to, like, make enough noise that it might think you're more trouble than you're worth. But if it starts coming... car. Right. If it starts coming for you, fight for your life with everything you have. Don't try to play dead. <laughs> They're is going to kill you so less less was it less stroud the survivor man guy yeah uh-huh. there's only one place he ever was, Schwab. He was only one place he was ever forced to carry a, a rifle with him for a survival show and that was in polar bear country oh, oh, wow. oh. like we won't let you go out there unless you have you carry a gun hmm. yeah there's, there's i read an interesting story up. about this helicopter pilot that his helicopter crashed up in the from the north somewhere, so there was like icebergs, and he happened. He crashed next to one, and was able to get his emergency raft up onto this iceberg, and he spent a couple of days there until he was rescued. But he said these this polar bear kept on would would came at him, and he got his big life raft between it and them, and like was raising it up, and that the size of it would scare him away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He said that then they'd come back, sometimes more than one at a time, and like test his perimeter and see uh-huh. how close. And they kept on getting closer and closer and closer. Yeah. They figured if they hadn't rescued him when they did, they probably would have gotten him the next day. Yeah. <laughs> based on their progress. Because they weren't wow. scared of him anymore. And they looked hungry. So we, when we were going up to backpack in Glacier National Forest, we actually went up into Canada and then hiked from Canada back into the U.S. Mm-hmm. Which was cool because we got to go through immigrations and customs at a ranger station (laughs) (laughs) um and we got a very unofficial stamp there that probably shouldn't actually be in our passports but did he draw um, it on there (laughs) no it it was a it the camp is called or the ranger station's called goat haunt 
And so it had said goat haunt and had a little mountain goat on the oh. stamp, but it was just like a little tiny one. Oh. <laughs> um, but when we drove in, so we crossed the border at this little tiny like gravel road border crossing in, into Canada. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, it, we got, we timed it because we had to hike like eight miles that day. So we timed it to get there right when they opened so we could get around and start our hike early. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the guy looked like he was still, you know, a couple cups of coffee away from being awake because <laughs> it was like 630 in the morning or something. And he's like, do you have any firearms in with you? And we're like, no. He's like, well, you know, there's bear here, right? What are you going to do about the bears? <laughs> <laughs> and we're just like, uh, uh we have, have a firearm. We're like, we have bear spray, and he's like, okay, good. So he was like half joking, but he was like <laughs> kind of sleepy, so it wasn't, you know, it was like really dry. <laughs> it's like you're not allowed to bring guns in, but you should carry a gun because you know there's bears here, right? <laughs> All right. And we so saw next... three bears. Oh, oh. <laughs> so. So the next animal I'm talking about is the wolf and the pack of wolves. They sometimes travel in packs. Um, They also say don't run because they can get up to 30 miles per hour, which is faster than you can run. I think bears can get that fast too. (laughs) Probably. Bears are faster than you would think. Um, You want to yell at them. It says to shoot to kill. (laughs) If you have a pack of wolves. (laughs) Don't shoot the babe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> what about the states where you have minimal like like limits to how much you can carry in a magazine? Oh well, then you're out of luck. Carry Very more great. than one gun. Like the old school guy hope... with the single fire like flintlock pistols, he <laughs> had that like six of them. You better uh-huh. hope the, the first shot kills one. <laughs> um, this also talks about you need to stay on your feet because if you're knocked prone, then they'll just rip you to pieces. Um. But if you do beat the alpha wolf, I think you then become the alpha wolf, and then you have a pack. <laughs> that could be true. <laughs> if if you're there with your friend and you're being surrounded by a pack of wolves, push you your just friend stand in back front of to them. back oh. and fight them off with whatever face each other? weapons you can get. Then draw no, your don't face each other. No. <laughs> um, so I have a few more. These ones are have a a different type of um, muskox. Manatee. Oh, do you do a uh, moose? Because I've heard moose is actually the most dangerous animal in the. Actually, oh. moose is my next one. Oh. So yes. don't approach. If you see a moose, do not approach it, especially if it's a cow and a calf. Pretend you like you're a flying squirrel. <laughs> you want to, if you're far enough away, just kind of back away and change direction of travel. Um, if they are aggressive toward you, run. These are ones you do want to run from because run between two tightly spaced trees. <laughs> yeah, they won't. They don't see you as food. They just see you as an annoyance. And so if you run away, then that's fine by them. Uh, or climb a tree. Um, <laughs> if if its ears are back and the hair on its back or shoulder hump raises, that means that they are going to attack you. Mm. So, and in this one, if you're if you're knocked to the ground then you should just curl into a ball, uh, wait for it to finish kicking you, and then <laughs> wait for it to get far enough away 
so that it doesn't come back to finish the well, job. If <laughs> that's with a cow, right? If you're in mating season and it's a bull, uh-huh. you're probably gonna be dying. You're just dead, <laughs> probably. Yeah, stay away from them. So there's very there's kind of similar things with uh, deer and elk. Um, they they tell you not to turn your back on them because if they want to attack you, that's when they'll attack you is when your back's turned. <laughs> oh, they're sneaky. <laughs> they are. Uh, it says to climb a tree, um, you know, same Shoot thing. If, Hop on their back. If, same thing. If you're knocked to the ground, you know, just curl into a ball, wait for them to finish and leave. <laughs> um, so you shouldn't push your small child towards them so you can no. take a picture? No. Because <laughs> we saw that in Yellowstone. There's oh, a herd so of elk and in the town we were staying in, and there was this lady like pushing her two-year-old toddler like trying to get him closer to this elk so she could take a picture of it and the people came oh yeah the people from the hotel that was there saw and like came running out and were like what are you doing get your kid away from there there's signs like every corner (laughs) of every block that says to you know, when the herd of elk come through, back away. And when they have antlers, they are can be pretty deadly with those. So one thing it, it suggests is to keep an obstacle between you and its antlers. <laughs> <laughs> like, a child, like a child. Like a child. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> My experience, um, if you re- drive a car up to an elk herd, they'll just look at you in annoyance like you're honking at them and not move. Which happened so, to me. So one of my good friends used to live out in the middle of nowhere. He's like a forest ranger. And I went to visit him one time. And his he's, his instructions were, meet me at milepost such and such on such and such highway at this time. And then follow me to my house, which was on a dirt road for like an hour. <laughs> and at one point, I mean, it, it got dark while we were following him. And at one point, we just see his car stop. And so we stopped and we're like, wonder what's going on? And this gigantic elk walks right in front of him, the headlights. Like the legs are taller than his car, and we're like, holy yeah. cow. <laughs> no, it was a bull, so, probably. Yeah, but it was like, <laughs> wow, that's huge. Um, Look at the anyway. size of him. Yeah. So with bison, um, run for <laughs> cover if you see them close by. Oh, no. Um, take cover behind something that's big. <laughs> <laughs> Says suggest climb a tree because they can't climb trees. Oh. Uh, but they can be aggressive, so watch out for buffalo. Everything you just said made me <laughs> cringe. The when we went backpacking in the Badlands, we oh, yeah. had some very close encounters with bison Uh-oh. out there. And there's no trees. There's nothing to hide behind. <laughs> but they were... We followed bison tracks for, like, a couple hours. Because uh-huh. we're, like... We didn't have a map that had a... There was no trail, I guess. We had a map. So we knew where we needed to go. And we were just walking based on the contours. Oh, okay. <laughs> and at, after a while, the one day we... There was this bison tracks going the direction we need to go so we just started following them because we figured they'd take the easiest route through oh, yeah. the terrain 
and we followed it for quite a while and we ended up popping up over this little ridge and there was the bison that had made the tracks just mm-hmm. laying there like 30 feet away. We were like, oh, jump on his back. So we yeah, just like to, walked. Like to roll slowly. around in the dirt, right? Yeah, we just slowly walked a circle around him and kept going. And then we ended yeah. up camping out pretty close to there. But we saw there was like track bison tracks. So we just went out off of make sure we weren't on their tracks. Right. <laughs> and then they did that place we'd seen the tracks cutting across we saw bison that evening going through and in the morning we woke up and i took a picture of a bison rolling around in the dust like dd oh, yeah. said just from the tent like from inside the tent <laughs> through the door <laughs> and it was just like right there. that were pretty cool and at one point yeah. my wife was actually kneeling on the center console out of the sunroof taking pictures of them as we're driving through the herd <laughs> Yeah, they have a, like a, what do they call it, like a, up north of here, they have a bunch of animals that you drive through and you see. Oh, right. Like a wild animal park. (laughs) Animal park. Yeah. And there was one section with with bison, and Mm -hmm. there were signs everywhere that said, do not stop, just keep driving. Well, I was in a minivan, and the car that was right in front of us stopped. Yeah. And so I had to stop. And all of a sudden, my minivan was surrounded by bison. And they were nudging up against it, and the whole thing was rocking back and forth. Oh, nice. And I'm like, oh, no. And finally, the car in front of us started moving, so I started driving. And I had nice um, scratches all along the side of my minivan from the bison. They tell you not to stop, but then the bison will get like head on to you and stand right in the road. You're supposed to just run into them? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, cool. And the said showing us a uh, there's my tent photo. is in the picture. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, over on the left. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> so, the last yeah. thing I wanted to mention with all of this animal, you know, if you're attacked by animals is prevention. Ooh. So, if you're camping Stay out <laughs> No. <laughs> If you're camping out somewhere, like, uh, so David and I did this. We went camping one time in bear country. And so one of the requirements to camp there was to have bear cans to put your food in Mm -hmm. that, you know, keep the odors and everything from attracting animals. Um, So if if it calls for bear cans, make sure you have some of those. Um, Make sure you keep a clean camp. Wash your utensils after you use them. Um, treat food waste as you would food. So you need to hide it. Put it in a bear can. Um, keep it away from your tent. Yeah, yeah do might not even want a separate, a separate you... food prep area that's away from your camp even. maybe. Yeah. Also, we put our food in a dry bag, if even if we're going to have a bear can. But yeah. we just put it in a dry bag. And then before you even set up your tent, you drop it off at the food area so that right. you're none of your camp smells like food at all and the clothes that you're cooking in it'd be good to not to have those in the tent at all so cook naked yeah mm-hmm. yeah especially important if you clean a fish or don't wipe your, your hands wife. on your pants yeah. and then sleep in your tent like that oh good. good now i can tag this episode with cooking and fishing <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh pet food is i guess a big attractor for 
bears. Also, your that. pets probably. Yeah, could be too. Um, yeah, don't feed little forest animals because don't bring your potbelly pig with you. Because <laughs> you know you don't want to. Uh, those would attract animals too. You don't bring your injured rabbit with you. <laughs> <laughs> And just be don't. familiar with what kind of wildlife is around. Um, you don't want to be caught unawares. So that's what I had for t- nerdiculture. Awesome. For technology, we're going to call or talk about something called drop shipping. So there's Isn't a... Isn't that what Ace Ventura does in the BMW? <laughs> <technology? laughs> yeah, kind of. So there's this place called in, in Bali. It's a town called Kangu. And there's tons of foreigners that live there because it's really cheap to live there. But they have good internet. And they, so they have all these villas and offices that you can rent for your drop shipping business and all drop shipping is is you set up a little company where you advertise a product to people on social media or on an internet site they buy it and the company that makes it you have them ship it directly to the customer and then you get your profit so So you don't you don't handle any of the merchandise at all. So, um, what some people do is they spend money on like Facebook and stuff to target ads at people. So, like, if they find somebody that posts a lot of pictures of their dog, they will target pet s- supplies at that person. And they're spending money hoping that that person will than by product and it doesn't like always work out i bet they'd is. be really confused by my facebook feed <laughs> probably if, yeah especially, especially lately. this week <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that nerd cred <laughs> yeah 
Ooh, pictures of bison <laughs> rolling in the dirt. So a lot of these people are, they think of themselves as entrepreneurs. A lot of them are kind of like college dropouts that... More like entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah. So they kind of hang out in this area together so they can give each other tips or, you know... Um, it's kind of a way to have your own small business in a nice kind of, uh, I guess you'd think of it as like a resort area. It's kind of a nice place to live. Um, so some of the issues with doing this is you could put a lot of money into advertising and not make it back if people don't buy the product you want. Or... You could also run into situations where the, the company supplying your product either can't meet your demand, so you sell a bunch of product on your site and then they can't fulfill it. Oh, so airlines are drop shippers? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, that you have no control over the quality of the product. You just look, you're basically finding stuff online through these manufacturers but you can't actually control any of the quality. So you can sell it, and then the person doesn't like it, and they return it. So then you all of a sudden you have to be set up for returning merchandise, shipping it back to the company, refunding the money. So there are a lot of risks in this. And the, the customer doesn't usually have a very good experience. Some of the bigger one people will actually have They'll set up like a call center in like the Philippines or someplace so that they can handle customer service if they have that much business going on. But a lot of these people, it's a one person company. It's just them. And so they have to handle all of the customer service after the sale. And they could be making hardly anything per sale. So it's uh, it's interesting. Um yeah, a lot of these people are like type A personality, go-getter, like, I'm going to go, you know, make all this money doing this by myself, but some of them end up in debt or, you know, just having to quit after a while. So it's pretty interesting. Um, you can actually do this from anywhere in the world. You could do it as a side job to get started if you're interested in this sort of thing. Um so that you're not putting, you know, going down to no income because you takes you a while to actually start getting customers and get money coming in. So, and you have to put out money for advertising, and possibly if you're out, yeah, you don't want to have to put out. <laughs> and if you're running a website, you have to pay, you know, to, to have your website hosted and all this stuff, and then you have to find products that people will buy. And get reliable uh, suppliers. Um, and if you have the right stuff and maybe get a little lucky, then you could do this as your full-time job or eventually even just have all the work done by employees if you start making enough. Uh, so, yeah, some of these people are making, you know, $100,000 a year just clicking away on the computer and so pretty pretty interesting 
So it sounds like there's a lot of people flocking to this city at Kangu just trying to get into this business. And so, so huh. that was kind of cool. So what would you guys do on uh, if that was your business plan? Um, mm. uh, you have to do a lot of customer service. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like something I wouldn't be into. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I reading about it, it's like that's kind of cool. These people can kind of they're doing this on their own, and the amount of work they put in kind of relates to how much they get. So it's really like capitalism, but it did not sound interesting to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, the whole not be able to control. Like the quality of, like, the packaging and yeah. So it told us stuff. It told a story. So most of the products are coming out of China because they're the big manufacturer in the world. Right. And uh, so sometimes it'll t take like a month or more for your product to get to the customer, and you can't control what the packaging is. So there was a lady that set up a business that was selling stuff that was supposed to be like earth friendly like plastic no plastic <laughs> type stuff but then the people that are trying to be earth conscious buy it and it shows up in a plastic container but the product <laughs> itself isn't plastic but they're mad they're like hey this thing has just as much plastic as if i bought it at walmart or something you know and they're paying a premium for this thing because they try not to have plastic waste and they end up with a plastic container that the only thing to do is throw it away or try to recycle it. But it's like, yeah, those are the type of problems that you can run into. So, and that's technology. Awesome. I'm a fatalistic fool. I'm always getting trampled. I want to do what's right and set a good example, but I never get the chance. Or maybe I've just got bad luck. I'm a child of royalty. I should have all the answers. I didn't stand a chance Or maybe I've just got bad luck I could break free, but I'm in the undertow. 
My fate is written in the stars I hear a retrograde in Mars Maybe I'm just stuck Or maybe I've just got bad luck So the first thing I want to talk about is a, a boat called the, or a Navy ship called the USS Portland. Ooh. It's an Ooh. amphibious um, transport ship. And it transports just transports rocks. Well, I right know it's transporting. Well, it usually transports people, I'm sure, but oh. um, or an equipment. But right now, it's the home to a laser weapon system Ooh. that they just successfully tested to shoot down a um, drone with. Cool. With the laser. Um, and the reason why they put it on this one particular ship is there was space on the ship to mount it. Because mm-hmm. there was another upgrade that didn't get done that there was an empty space for. Um, so an interesting thing about um, lasers as weapons, you know, they've been around since GI Joe back in the eighties. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, just six years ago, their lasers were like thirty kilowatts was their maximum powered laser, and right now they're up to one hundred and fifty kilowatts, wow. which is a huge jump in. Um, power for a weapon system yeah that's like almost five times as much Um, the article i was looking at was talking about um, the range can be affected by you know airborne particles like rain or dust Um, but in a good condition they can um, they think that the there's a similar laser system that has a range of like six miles whoa Mm. and it basically just burns a hole through whatever they're shooting with it um, to um, destroy the incoming whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, they figure that this powerful of a laser could be used to um, take care of threats for UAVs, small boats, rockets, artillery, and actually mortars too. Oh. Which is interesting. And probably people. <laughs> yeah, you probably shoot a person with it. Um, I'm not the sure why it comes flying the through the, air is, the boat. Or at least hit him in the eyes. That's true. But you could probably burn a hole through a person. That's usually what the lasers do is they burn a hole through whatever it is. Yeah. Um, igniting whatever And most inside. things don't take kindly to having a bur- hole burned through them. <laughs> not usually. Uh, anyways, I thought that was pretty cool that we're actually using lasers. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if like it's a red laser or, or a blue laser. Um, there actually is a video you can find online. It's a purple laser because, you know, Mace Windu's got to be purple. Oh. Well, yeah, purple would be a higher energy. <laughs> it could actually be ultraviolet, so you wouldn't even be able to see it. That'd be cool. Could the nice shoot thing with about, x-rays. The nice thing about lasers is how quickly they can get down range, right? Because it's speed of light. Speed of light. <laughs> so it's probably easier to hit something. You don't have to do quite as in-depth calculations to tell where the thing's going to be. At a future time, you just have to be able to sense where it is now to mm. hit it. So, lasers are cool. I like lasers. Yeah, Talk so three will be happy. Speaking of lasers, it made me think of an article. I um, One of the websites I get suggested articles from is physics.org. And they have science articles. And uh, they developed a camera to take pictures of light. Whoa. And it so it can take 10 trillion frames per second. Wow. So it can see 
the wave form of light. That's really cool. <laughs> That's crazy. So they shoot um, a laser, but it's like a super short length of laser, and then they can image it. Oh, is that how they got that picture of um, that Jedi stop, or uh, what's his name, stopping the blaster bolt? Uh, Kylo, <laughs> Kylo Ren. Ren. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. That's cool. So I don't know if you guys knew what was going to happen yesterday, but I was really excited. I did. SpaceX did. was going to be launching astronauts, American astronauts, to the space station yesterday. But from happen? America. Yeah, from America. It did not happen. They yes. had a weather, the weather got or canceled it. So the problem with uh, a lot of the weather they have to account for, it's not just where they're launching at, but the SpaceX rocket, actually, the the part that holds the astronauts, has a safety feature. So if there's something goes wrong with the rocket, they can actually eject the pod they're in off the rocket mm. and then recover them. And so they have to have this huge swath of like the whatever Down ocean range. they're shooting over. Yeah. I saw uh, them do that in uh, Escape from New York. Did they? Except there's a pod from the Air Force One. Oh. <laughs> it's the Atlantic Ocean. Right. Well, for this launch, if they launch them on the West Coast, they might uh, do something else, maybe. Probably not because of the way the Earth turns. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw some video of a test of their um, safety deployment system, which looked pretty cool. Um so we were going to, and we're going to try again on Saturday. That's the next launch window, although weather doesn't look good in the forecast. And mm. I think they also have Sunday as another possible window. Um, yeah. well, and one of the issues with the launch yesterday was, for whatever, I don't know the reason, but they called it an instantaneous launch window. So they had to launch at a specific time or it right. couldn't happen. And the weather guy was even saying, like, yeah, if we had 10 more minutes, we probably, it's looking like we'd be good and with an extra 10 minutes. And they it said it probably has to do it, with hitting the, the space station. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It does. Um, That's what the so launch a, window is. I really like their launch system and their, the way the rocket looks and everything looks more futuristic than, which makes sense because what the last stuff was from the 60s. Um, so the two astronauts that were are planning on making the trip are Bob Benkin and Doug Hurley, and they were still in good spirits even though they got their 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 um, trip canceled. Um, and they're looking snazzy in their new SpaceX spacesuits. I don't know if you mm -hmm. guys have seen those. It's actually uh, just their um, pressure suits, but they actually had they spent years developing these because Elon Musk wants them to look cool, that would inspire kids to want to be an astronaut. And so they got um, Gucci and no, it was a guy that developed like he did some movie stuff. Let's see if I can find where that part was. I switched computers when I was doing my research tool now, so I don't <laughs> think I have to save the article up. Um, oh, it sounds like my son's home from work. Do do do. Do, 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 do. Where does it say? Anyways, have you guys seen the pictures of the spacesuits? Yeah. yeah. I like the helmet. And apparently, they've already been to space because they put it on the dummy they put in the, in the oh, car they launched. The car. <laughs> yeah. Um, the helmets are 3D printed, so everything is uh, in, 
included in the helmet. The microphones are everything and part of the structure. So they are very sleek. And um, the tether, other spacesuits, when you got them in the, their spacecraft, they'd have to spend quite a bit of time hooking up things to their spacesuit. And these, there's one umbilical that hooks into about their hip that goes straight to their seat. Mm. And they actually describe the spacesuits, are, it's more of a, their spacesuits are kind of part of the spacecraft. They're um, part of that whole system. So they're basically when they're walking around away from the ship, even they're in part of the ship. So I wanted to describe the suits. Um, I kind of like them. They're a little bit interesting. They're not one place said form fitting, but these suits don't look form fitting. They look form fitting compared to the, the other previous ones. ones. Right. Yeah. And they're not replacing like the big, like outside the vehicle, you know, huge ones that they wear because these would not stand up to that much um, time out in space with the radiation and stuff. This is just basically for keeping the their pressure regulated. Um, and temperature probably. Yeah, and temperature regulation. But I, I really like them. I think they're really cool. Um, yeah, I wish I could find who the guy is that designed them. It's uh, Jose something, I think. Where was it? Canseco. It wasn't Jose Canseco. That'd be funny, though. Yeah, it's little oh, bats. Jose, can you see? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Jose Fernandez. There you go. He designed costumes for Batman versus Superman, the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, X-Men 2, and others. Yep. That's the guy. So, I've heard some people complaining about them, but I really think they're really cool. Oh, the gloves that they have. Um, oh, and the whole suit is like one piece. So there's like no seams or anything that they have to like zip up or try to attach together um the gloves actually have um they're made so they can use touch screens because all of the spacex or ships are touch screen controlled right so that work carefully with the astronauts to get the sensitivity so um it's like I'm, usually when there's a sequel to a video game i don't like it if i play it right away after playing the first original one because they've changed slightly the way the character reacts to your controller and you feel disconnected oh. So they wanted to make sure that the, the astronauts feel connected and when they press, you know, it it's, makes sense for them so they won't accidentally press something or not press something. When they so need the, the spacesuit makes... Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it looked like a motorcycle outfit. So That's one of the things with terrible. the touch screens is they also, they do have some physical buttons on the arm like the chair they're sitting in and one of the reasons for that is because they like the reason they had switches all the switches is because you have to be able to flick them when you're under heavy g loads mm -hmm. and so there was kind of a debate going on between people that liked the new spacex touchscreens and people that didn't about how well the astronauts would be able to um, operate controls while under high G's. Right. I did. Sure I did notice. <laughs> I did notice watching the uh, pre-launch that the talk button for communications is on their arm rest, 
and it was like two rows of buttons and there was a single button at the point of the arm and that was the push to talk button. Well, that's oh. how you have to call the yeoman to bring your coffee to you. When you're and to do the captain's log. Yeah. Captain's log. Anyway, I I really appreciate Elon Musk and the the fresh take he's taking all this stuff and the excitement he's bringing to some of these really cool um you know, transportation, how people get around. He's basically looking at all the problems that humanity has. And even though I don't agree sometimes with his um, motivations, I think that he believes in what's motivating him and the motivation is getting him to make some really cool stuff. Um, he could have made his millions with um, PayPal and just retired someplace, but he is using his money for what he, he believes is the betterment of human humankind, which is great. Mm-hmm. And I like this stuff. It looks cool. Um, and that's the news. Alrighty. Sounds like time for consumption. So speaking of space, <gasps> I saw a movie called Space Camp. Oh, from the 80s? Yep. Have you 1986? Seen uh, Possibly. I've I don't remember much about it. I think I saw it in the 80s. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's okay. <laughs> it's kind of a stretch on what they do plot-wise to get the kids into space because the premise is it's about these kids that are at space camp and Mm -hmm. this group of kids accidentally gets launched into space (laughs) and they definitely a better parent wrote that screenplay (laughs) and they they have to work together to get back safely from orbit so and there's like this little robot that's really annoying um. So yeah, it was okay, I guess. 
it had you know some of the eighties tropes of you know you gotta have the the guy that doesn't care about anything and the <laughs> you know the glammed up gal that is into her looks and you know that That's kind of Steve stuff. <laughs> um, I watched so I took DVD's advice and I watched some Hermit Craft season seven. Oh. Um it was pretty entertaining. Um, especially so what I did is I went and I watched all the episode ones from all the people that are participating in it. So it's basically like a dozen or so YouTube Minecrafters that have a shared um, server that they play on. And, you know, some of them are like really into redstone. Some are really good at building awesome structures. And, um, but it was interesting watching it the first season from all the different ones because a lot of times they would interact and you would see both sides of it. Um, so there's some pranks that are played um, <laughs> between some of the players. And yeah, and just watching them play, you pick up a bunch of tips like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. You know, stuff like that. So um, yeah, I, I, I was usually watching it while I was doing something else too. So I wasn't paying 100% so attention. But Two of the guys at one point decided to do a live stream where they were taking donations for... Um, COVID-19 support for, I think, South Africa. Okay. Because one of the guys was from there, or his family was from there. And they thought, okay, we'll just get on here for a couple hours, you know, goof around, you know, we'll have a, all the money that we, we gain from people donating, we'll just donate. They figured, well, we'll get like $50,000. They ended up with, or 50,000 pounds, because they're doing it in pounds. Uh-huh. They had to raise what they were going for so many times, and they raised a lot of money, which was mm-hmm. really cool. Wow, cool. Yeah, um, it seemed like a, a really good idea for these um, Minecraft YouTubers because, you know, if you watch one of their episodes and it's one that maybe has a lot of good tutorials about different things that you've watched before, and then you see them interact with somebody else, and you're like, oh, that was kind of cool. So then you go and to their page and watch their stuff, and then you're like, oh, I like this guy too. Hey, I'm following now like a dozen of them, I think. And watching their videos. Well, that's what I did. Is I went down through the list, and as I watch a video, I would just hit subscribe. That way, I have them all on a list, so I could go back and watch their episode twos eventually. But yeah, I never thought I'd watch Minecraft on YouTube. But hmm. these guys are actually pretty pretty entertaining, and there's all kinds of different accents, um, different people all all over the world. You get you know British and German and. U.S. Southern and <laughs> a lot of Swedes. I don't. I don't know if I noticed any Swedes. There's one I couldn't place his accent at all. But... Well, Swedes sometimes have misleading accents. Like they don't sound That's like we think is like the Swedish chef from. They don't, right. sound, like... They don't sound like that. <laughs> they don't all sound like the Swedish chef. Like I know, like Corrales. I don't know if you watched his. He's Swedish. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was uh, Swedish. I think Escal maybe. Yeah. Um. And then I watched a movie called Children of Men. Mm. Have you guys seen that one? Mm. I don't know. I don't it's think a, so. It's a sci- science fiction dystopia. Oh. And the premise is that women all over the world have become infertile. 
Oops. And so... Um, That's what I say anyways. Well, when I watched the movie, I had no idea what it was going to be about. Oh, and so no. It kind of yeah. surprised me because it starts there like... There's a news program on and they're talking about the youngest person in the world was just killed today. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what are they talking about? This is about? weird. <laughs> and it was this 18-year-old kid. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and they were talking about... So they're now the new youngest person. And so you've, you've learned pretty quickly that it's been like 18 years since people have stopped having kids. Whoa. And people have just... Society's just kind of gone off the rails. Um, and... Like... <laughs> Next, what is... else are you going to put on Facebook? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Pets. And so England is like really um, authoritarian and they've locked down on um, any kind of immigration. And so they're putting people in, just treating people really poorly and trying to get them out of the country. I guess because the rest of the world is like really gone to crap. And England's got kind of assemblage of a civilization still going on, so people are trying to island. get get in there, yeah. Um, but it's about this guy that um, ends up helping us. Oh. No, he's he's <laughs> kind of hired by <laughs> he's hired by this woman that he used to be in a relationship with, who's like a um, revolutionary type person. But he's hired by her to help get this particular woman out of the country. Mm. And it turns out that she's pregnant. Oh. And so... She's going to be popular. Yeah. And people are trying to use her for, like, political use means, you know. And anyway, she's... It's pretty bleak in a lot of the movie. <laughs> mm. But it's, it's pretty interesting, too. So I'm... I'm I'm glad I watched it. I don't think I it would be one I'd want to watch again. <laughs> but <laughs> once was good enough. But it was like really there's a lot of I don't know. There's a, some really poignant scenes in there just like holy cow. But um yeah, so if you haven't seen it, I'd suggest maybe seeing it once. Is that on Amazon? <laughs> uh we got it through the DVD Netflix. Oh. Mm. I don't know where else you could see it. I think I've heard of it. Does it have a famous actor in it? Uh, I want to say Clive Owen, but yeah, I think it's Clive Owen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and then I watched a movie called Spencer Confidential with that Marky Mark Wahlberg, and it's got oh shoot, I forgot who the other big actor is in that. Um, anyway, I don't remember. <laughs> but it's awesome. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Um, it's based on the books. It's got Bokeem Woodbine. Yeah, not I remember. Um, Post Malone. Oh yeah, Alan he's Arkin. in that. He's in it. Yeah, Alan Arkin. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, maybe that's the guy I was thinking of because he's pretty. I don't know. Iconic. I don't know. Anyway, it's based on the same, it's based on this book series, like some Spencer books with Spencer as the main character or whatever. 
Um, there was a show in the 80s called Spencer for Hire that was based on the same books. Oh, okay. I've seen that one. And um, I watched a cl- some clips from that TV show. And um, so you, in, in Spencer for Spencer Confidential, he's got kind of a sidekick named Hawk. And in Spencer for Hire, Hawk is played by Avery Brooks. Who is the captain in Deep Space Nine? <laughs> oh, so it's interesting watching clips of him being in the show and kind of being all bad and you know and just too cool for the room. Oh, I I did watch this one. Is this the one where he starts out in jail? Yeah. Yes, this was a great movie. I love this movie. Yeah, his character is one that if he sees any kind of like injustice he's all in like immediately mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's what gets him sent to jail because he beats up his boss yeah, he talk to his captain right and yeah his, his, his captain's wife answers his door with like black eye yeah he sees that she's he's been beating her so he just goes to town Which, on him later i'm not sure if he was the one beating her what oh oh i see what you're saying i'm like yeah Marky Mark was beating the captain. No, I don't think the captain was hitting his wife. Oh, okay. Huh? Could have been. Um, yeah, but it's a it's a great movie. I recommend. It's good. Um, there's a lot of language. It is a. Boston. Yeah, I tried to I tried to show my wife because I forgot about the language and yeah, turned it off. When I watched, it. I had watched it already, so but yeah, she didn't watch it. Yeah. So. It's pretty good. That's my consumption. All right, I finished season three of Magic for Humans. It's a guy that does he does a lot of street magic, and then he also will do some things where he sits down with like a group of people or in a a room. Comedian, right? Comedian, magician. Kind, yeah. So he's got a couple new segments he does in this one. He does some dad joke tricks. That are kind of just corny. Um, and he does this close-up magic where he stands really close to the person. <laughs> and, you know, it's hit and miss on some of those, but overall pretty good. A lot of it, you're just like, how in the world do you do that? But it's obviously, you know, magic tricks. <laughs> so, pretty funny. There's one where he, uh, he was outside in Ikea in the parking lot. And he had this table set up that was like the one where you saw someone in half. And he calls people over. He does it with several groups and it cuts, you know, to the different groups. But he's like, hey, I need your help. I got to make sure this thing is put together right before I take it home. And so he gives them the instructions and the instructions have him. It says like, okay, get in the box, close the lids, put these metal things in, undo the latches, pull it apart. You know, and and then he's like, okay, now go to the next page where it tells you how to put me put me back together. And they're like, oh, the next page is blank, man. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> like, go in the store and see if they have the rest of the instructions. And the people, like, run in the store. <laughs> uh, pretty funny. But, yeah, it's on Netflix. Uh, we watched Maleficent 2. No, Maleficent. Maleficent? Maleficent. Sorry. You just spilled it a lot. 
<laughs> well, when I say it, I say it Melissa because, you know, MJ's yeah. name is Melissa. And so. I okay. thought you did that on purpose to make it like that. No, I was trying to figure it. <laughs> I just say it that way so much, but. I did sequ- LOL when I saw it. I thought, oh, that's a good joke. Um, It's the sequel to the live action Maleficent. Didn't she die in that one? No. It's oh. Angelina Jolie. It's the Sleeping Beauty characters, but it's not. It doesn't cover. I don't remember the first one actually, but in the second one, um, Malif Malif Maleficent. <laughs> um. Anyways, it's called <laughs> Queen of Evil, but Maleficent isn't the Queen of Evil. Oh, so, it's Sleeping Beauty. Oh, <laughs> so it's interesting. Sleeping Beauty is gonna get married to Prince Charming, and there's some family drama. Prince Charming. Prince Charming. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we watched Looper. So that's uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis. Yeah, it's about these. People that are hired to assassinate people that are sent back in time. So their job is they go at a certain time to their designated place and right at a certain time, this person just appears and they shoot them. And then there's like silver bars strapped to the person and that's their payment. Well, the the deal is... At some point, your last job is going to be your future self. So 30 years from your last job, they are going to capture you and send you back. For you to kill yourself. For you to kill yourself. And that's called closing the loop. Stop killing yourself. They all have hoods on, so you don't know it was you until there's like extra silver. And you're like, oh, that was me. And then you're done. You get to just live richly for the next 30 years on all the money you made. Well, uh, there have been cases where the person didn't, they let their target go. And then if it was themselves, um, they have to hunt you down and capture your, they capture you in order to get to your future self. It's kind of cool the way they did it because like this one guy lets himself go and to get the older version to come find them they captured the younger one and started like they carved a message into his arm so it would leave a scar and the scar like appears on the older person so he has to follow the instructions and go so they'll stop mutilating the guy because then they like cut off one of the thing like all of a sudden one of his fingers is gone and then the next one's gone so he's like running trying to yeah it's pretty interesting so yeah there was thing there was a lot about this that i did not remember like the one of the main plot points is there's this kid that joseph gordon levitt is trying to protect from him his future self Who's trying to kill him? So it was interesting. What was well, that there's on, people that, 
Um, we watched it on one of those sites that shows commercials. Oh, like um, Voodoo or Voodoo? Yeah. I guess I can look up. I have an app for just this. I think Google tells you where they're at. Tubi. Tubi, yeah. It's on that Tubi. Yep. So every, I don't know, 15, 20, 30 minutes, they would show like a minute's worth of commercial. It was I worth watched, it. I watched a movie on there one time, and there was a commercial at the beginning before it started, and then the first commercial was like an hour and a half in, and it wow. startled me because I had forgotten. Oh. I was watching it on something that had commercials. It's like, this is a weird part of this movie. It's like, well, Whoa. if you... If you notice, or at least it did when we watched Looper, in the upper left corner of the screen, it would say "ad starting in 30 seconds, and yeah. then it would count down. So you weren't, like, surprised. And it seemed like they put them in at spots where there was, like, a scene change or... Uh, you know, was, not... Some of them I watched on that one, their guy would say one word of a sentence and they'd cut off for the ad. Oh. But when they'd come that's... back, it was... But they'd moved it, like, previous... So oh, they were good so they, at their broad bring back in, but they were very abrupt with where they stopped. It was like... Yeah. All right, that's it. Oh, cool. So I'm going to go through some of mine pretty quickly. I watched Salt, which I think somebody talked about. Yeah, uh, I watched that recently. It was good. Some of the action was kind of very unrealistic, but it was fine. Um, also unrealistic action, I watched Thor, mm-hmm. the original one. <laughs> But that's supposed to be unrealistic, I guess. Um, I, we watched that Alone show, season two. Um, just like before, it seemed like when they first got there, people were a couple of people were scared off of the Vancouver Island by bears oh. uh, being in their camp. Uh-huh. And it seemed like most of them that went past that, they would have interactions with bears maybe, like see them from a distance, they'd see each other. But then they'd leave each other alone. So once you got past that first part, in fact, one of the guys didn't even spend the night there. Hmm. Um, unfortunate for the show, I think it was all or pretty much every minority and woman was off the show earlier than everyone else because hmm. they had before it was just a bunch of like dudes that did it in season one, and they definitely tried mm-hmm. to make it more diverse, and then most of the diversity went away quickly. Oh. One of the ladies I thought would actually go quite a ways. She had to leave because she was trying to do kindling and talk to the camera, and her, her axe slipped and hit her right in the thumb. Oh so no! She had to, yeah, so she had to call and get. She's like, I, if, if it wasn't, I didn't think that it was because she couldn't move her thumb. She was afraid she'd damage ligaments. And so then she her together quick. All of a sudden, her future self has no thumb. Right. <laughs> she's bad. <laughs> She gets attacked um, by wolves, cougars, and bears all at the same time. Um, <laughs> so they, they went farther than, like, three guys went past how many days the first season's guy went. I think they went, oh. like, 67 days or something this time. Or last time it was, like, in the 50s. Uh, one of the, the last three guys was, a, I think he was married to a Canadian lady, but he was originally from Spain. And he would made a really legit... Um, well, it looked really cool. The way he built it was uh, he built a canoe, but immediately discovered it was too tippy, so he put some outriggers, but he put them like really close, just like some empty plastic bins that washed up on shore. He mm-hmm. secured to it, and he was trying to go fish because his 
net got destroyed. They had like a gill net he'd been putting out, and it got destroyed. So he launched this canoe, and immediately almost it tipped over. Oh. So then he got completely soaked. It's winter time in Vancouver Island. So he immediately had to use a satellite phone to call out because he couldn't, I mean, he would get hyperthermia and die probably. Yeah. And he definitely lost a lot of weight. I mean, these guys were like barely there still. Um, mm. It was uh, interesting. There was a lot of guys that had, you spend that much time by yourself out in the woods and you get emotional a lot, which is interesting. Mm. Um. So we watched that. Oh, my wife tried to start season three. They moved locations, but they changed it. So only the first episode or two was free. And then they wanted to charge you like $3 an episode after that. What? So she stopped watching. Yeah. Um, I watched this show called Zero Charisma. It's about a Dungeons and Dragons dungeon master who is a really like bad stereotype of a nerd and they call it zero charisma because he is a jerk to like everyone in his life and just but stuff goes really poorly for him when they lose a member of their group and he brings in this guy he meets at like a comic book store Mm -hmm. and the guy is like a cool nerd so he's got a website that has a bunch of followers that does like nerd stuff and a lot of this started striking a little bit too close to home (laughs) the cool nerd actually drives the same car I do Nice. Uh, it was, yeah, it was it was interesting. I'm not sure I would recommend it to watch. <laughs> it was kind of depressing, um, but that's out there. I watched a Adam Sandler movie called Uncut Gems. Oh, I wanted mm. to see that, and I'm not sure about it. <laughs> it got really good reviews, and I'm like. I'm not sure why it was. It was like stressful because the guy is just like making horrible life. He's just like a, a jerk that goes through life and is making horrible decisions that are having really bad repercussions. Um, it's an interesting movie, though. At one point, though, I had to like, I thought one of the kids left one of their video games plugged in. So I was like pausing it or muting it. Like, is that the sound? Like, there's this weird background music that's overriding lots of stuff at the beginning of the movie and I was like is that part of the movie or is there something else plugged into my system that's playing simultaneously and I think it is part of that the movie it's a way to stress you out I, yeah it was trying to stress you out I think and you it, end up it was I, yeah, that's what oh, I've heard that what is doing? yes that movie it's meant to oh. basically just be like and the whole thing you're just like it builds tension and it never releases yeah that's, that's pretty much it and then yeah the end is interesting. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, so, uh, if you want, seasons four and five of Alone are on Hulu. Oh, are they? And season six is on Hoopla if you have that. Okay. I'm not. Oh, we got an angry dog. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, I watched Ip Man one and two. Oh. That is the heroic retelling, so it's not probably very realistic. Um, mm. Ip Man, which was, um, he does Wing Chun, which is a type of Kung Fu that um, Bruce Lee learned under. And it's supposedly one that, that works well for anyone of any like age, gender, 
size. Um, I like them. They're really good. The first one, he's like invincible. He like never gets touched. The second one, he's um, he is fighting against. And this is like in Hong Kong in the fifties. The second one, and there's a like a British boxer that comes in and is a real big jerk and disrespectful to the uh, Chinese. Um, and he gets beat up pretty good in this one, <laughs> but it's good. They just came out with the fourth one, which I haven't watched yet. Well, the third one has Mike Tyson in it, right? Yeah, it does. I like that one. The first one is not in English. It's uh, in Chinese with subtitles. Uh And it kind of threw me when they did the, they dubbed it into English for the second one because the voice they used for him was, I didn't really care for. Oh. And the guy that plays him has a weird, like half smile on his face a lot. Like he's awkward, which is probably, I don't know, the guy that you see pictures of the actual guy and he looks kind of awkward too. Um, (laughs) But those are those are pretty good, and then I want to talk the most about um, a show I just finished watching the first season of on Netflix called Better Than Us, and it is a Russian movie or TV show that's dubbed into English, and occasionally the lips and stuff don't um, line up very well, but if you don't pay attention to that, it's a really good show. Um, the premise is is there's a company and this is a a world where there's robots that help people out. And they definitely followed um, Asimov's laws of robots, but they're not like, they're all pretty slow moving. They look like humans, but like they're off enough that they're, they don't look human. Mm. And this, this company um, in relation with the government, the government wants to institute a early retirement program where they force people. I'm not even sure if they mentioned when, but probably earlier in their lives out of, some things and have robots take over so people can enjoy life without having to work. But it seems like forced on people. So Hmm. this company decides they import this, I think it was a Japanese, no, it's a Chinese robot that turns out doesn't follow any of the robotic laws. Um, So immediately like kills somebody um, who's trying to have his way with her, you might say. Because the company before that made like sex bots, um, and she escapes from the company that brings her in, and ends up like forming familial bonds with the family, and everything goes wrong. But it's really well tied together. The storylines are very intricate. Um, they pay off pretty much everything. It's really really well put together as a story. So I recommend recommend Better Than Us. It's really good. Um. And that's it, I think. No, and the main actress, it looks like, in that is in another Russian show that I had watched called The Method. And she's really good in this for being a robot. I mean, she's definitely a robot in it. But <laughs> I, I really liked it. Interesting. So I didn't watch very much, but um, for whatever reason, when it's really rainy and dark outside, I want to watch Alien. It just sets the tone perfectly. So after it being rainy Monday morning, packing up from camping, we went home and watched Alien that night. Oh, nice. And I realized it had been probably three years maybe since I've seen that. 
Um, but it is so good. If you haven't seen it recently, highly recommend it. Um, and then last night we watched a movie called Paranoid Park, which is a oh. Gus Van Zant movie, and it's very artsy. <laughs> Which I knew going into it, but it's about, um, it's set, it's filmed and it takes place in Portland. What was it called again? Paranoid Park. What'd you watch from? It's on Hulu. Oh. But the, it's like a non-linear storyline. So it's about a skater kid in high school and it's kind of told through him writing in a journal. So it'll show him writing and then kind of he'll, it'll start he'll be narrating what he's writing and then it'll go back and kind of show what's happening, but it doesn't, you know, he's like, Oh, this happened. And then he'll say, and then, you know, this other thing happened. He's like, Oh yeah, actually this happened before that, but, after you know the day after this other thing i already talked about so it kind of reveals slowly what it's about um but there's a someone that dies that he may or may not have been involved in and it slowly reveals what happened um it's really short it's like an hour and 25 minutes um that's about the red light length for an artsy film. Yeah, <laughs> and it was very artsy. And for being so short, there was very there was a lot of shots that were just like seemed longer than they needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> like him just walking down the street, and the cameras, you know, he he's like walking towards the camera, and it's just backing up while like an entire song plays. <laughs> Oh, um, I, I get annoyed watching older movies where they have these really long, intricate intro scenes before anything happens. Mm-hmm. I hate those. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't like long scenes with nothing happening, really, except for... A, <laughs> you can... Because the kid's pretty young in it. Like, the actor, you know, it's like... He was probably an actual teenager. Um, and he did a pretty good job. And, you know, a lot of it is just like the emotion his emotions and stuff um i'd recommend it if you want to i try to appreciate kind of more artistic movie um i would then, but i don't i don't have hulu so oh and then tonight we just started watching because we got the stars seven day trial we decided mm-hmm. to keep it for a month so we've already canceled this subscription but we have it for another like three weeks Uh um so we've been trying to watch as much as we can there and we're like oh we should find a tv show that's a one season type thing and so we started a show called uh dublin murders and it's a takes place in chicago yeah (laughs) well it's interesting because the it's about um, a murder, and so it's these two cops, and it the cops are based in Dublin, and but they're sent out into the country to investigate this murder, 
but the uh, the surname of the family that's involved in it is Dublin as oh. well. They're like oh. doubling the Dublins. But we've watched a, like one and a half episodes so far, and it's pretty good. It's pretty in-depth. There's like a lot going on with the characters, but it seems to be pretty easy to follow so far. But I like the kind of British cop suspense thriller shows that are cause they're just one season, so you know they're going to come to some resolution. Mm-hmm. But... That's it. Does anybody have any nerd cred? Uh, I've got some nerd cred. Okay. So I have a Tribble that my son and I bought at Comic-Con several years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, We bought two of them. So one of them's at my desk at work, and the other one's here at my house. Now you have 20 of them. No, they're (laughs) separated, so it's fine. But I thought it would be amusing. I thought they were born pregnant. (laughs) Well, these ones aren't. Uh, I didn't get them as babies, so they had already had their litters, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, I had seen different things on Facebook with people posting about their pets or about their kids. And so I thought it would be amusing to treat this little Tribble toy as my pet. And it's got this thing inside of it so that if you shake it, it like shakes (laughs) and makes the... Klingon noise triples make when they're near Klingons. Mm. And so I've decided that each day that I was going to have a different post showing this triple doing pet things. Mm-hmm. And I even have a whiteboard where I wrote down all the ideas and I was checking them <laughs> off as I took pictures because I didn't. <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> yeah, I, I took some pictures beforehand to, you know, have some in store so I can just post them each day. 
And so I also have written on there, you know, the date I posted, make sure I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm starting to get down to the end of my list. I've been posting. Um, oh, my whiteboard's not close by. But there's been almost a week of posts, I think, by now. So. <laughs> yeah, my think wife I've... thinks you're weird. <laughs> so the best thing is um, my wife's brother texted her. And said, I hate your husband. I had to look up what a triple was on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) And I think she had another brother text her and say, "Uh, I think something's wrong with your husband. (laughs) Is he going crazy? (laughs) So anyway, I've been getting a kick out of it. And I, I think other people think it's funny too. You know, I used to have different things set up on Facebook. I had, like, my friends set up in groups. Mm-hmm. And so I had a group that I just titled Weird. And I would send my weird posts just so they would see it. But then I finally decided, you know what? If they're going to be my friends on Facebook, they're going to see all the weird stuff. So mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like when I took my book of comics I've drawn to, like, a talent show. Oh, <laughs> yeah. set it there. <laughs> oh yeah it looks like this one older lady picked it up and like flipped it a couple of pages and like had this really confused look on her face as she sent it back down and backed away slowly yeah Don't turn your back on it so today i got high tech and i i sh- shot a video of oh. the purple so <laughs> stop start doing which, stop motion no which you know it's an inanimate toy Right. So making it appear to move was my the trickiest thing for me to try to figure <laughs> out today. Line? Roll it uh, down the roof. You have fishing line? I don't have fishing line, so <laughs> um, I did have to set it up to make it so you know you didn't see how the effect was made. I mean, I think mm-hmm. you can still tell how it was made, but it's not super glaringly obvious. Gotcha. So. And I did multiple takes too. <laughs> so, did you use a clapboard? Take well. Three. One of the problems is if you jostle it enough times, the batteries come out. Oh. And so you have to like open them up and get the batteries back in there, and then there's nothing holding the batteries down. So I finally found some ribbon and I like just wrapped it around there and put a safety pin to hold it, <laughs> and it hasn't. The batteries haven't fallen out since then, so it's just to glue those in. <laughs> yeah, but then when they the batteries go it's dead, then... <laughs> so anyway, that's my nerd cred. Well, I finally got my new fancy filament and 3D printed the new badge for MJ's tailgate. So awesome. I glued it yes. on today, and it's being held on with tape until the glue cures or whatever. I'll Just pull wrap the tape it off tomorrow. Pin. Oh, should have done that. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. I think it'll look pretty good. So. Cool. Nice. So our dog, Chewbacca, is getting older. Yes. And so half the time he gets me, he used to come or get me by barking or making noise and then walk you to his food dish or to the door to open it so we can go outside. But now he'll walk you into the living room so you can help him up on the couch. Because <laughs> he's having a hard time jumping up on the couch. You need to build a ramp. 
So I mentioned that to my wife. She's like, no, I think I'd rather have you build a like a little dog bed for him. So I took mm. measurements of our couch we have. Scaled and, it down. And we're going. I'm going to put it in CAD, scale it down. So it's the same fabric. So it's the same width as the end of the couch. So I'll just sit at the end of the couch as a sideways couch. Oh. For him to get on. It'll be short enough that he can get up on there. <laughs> and that way my wife doesn't have to wash the couch cushion covers as much. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, poor old dog. He's getting, uh, getting up there in age. And yep. he's, uh, he's happy, I think, having everyone home through all this. So I'm not mm. sure how he's going to handle when we all go back to work. Yeah, um, I got to go back on Monday. But even at that, lots of times everyone in the house is upstairs and he's not allowed upstairs. So he'll stand at the bottom of the stairs and like bark or whine. <laughs> and he wants you to come you. open. The, I need to open the door for me or give me some food or put me up on the couch again. Because <laughs> I got down because someone was outside in their yard and forbid not to bark at them. <laughs> I don't think I have any nerd cred. All right. <laughs> A to feedback we had a poll oh you did yeah it's shocking who would or you rather share full... your location with oh this is from two, weeks, two ago. weeks ago but okay that's not the shocking last part. week uh it was the options were googer or the government Googer. And every oh oh two percent like... said google I thought I said private company or the government. Oh, it, it does did. say private company, but it has the oh. Google Maps logo. Oh, okay. Because there's other apps that will track your location. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, 82% said Google, 18% said the government. Uh, our sister said she has nothing to hide. So she's famous to last words. Her location oh. with everybody. And then Vitty's <laughs> wife said none. So, Which was the shocking part that my wife participated in an engineering show poll. Well, and it sounds <laughs> like she has something to hide. Yes, she does. But she does share her location with me. Oh. We have an app that our family has that. Yeah. But if I want to see where poll does, I have to go to Google Maps. Oh, you know, I have that app. I should. We should just connect on that too. Yeah, we have two of them. 
And I use it to stalk my wife, like if she's gone, I'm like, where is she at? Why is she home yet? <laughs> yeah, I used Google Maps to see when DVD was going to be home from his trip. Just we were, I was curious. We were driving. Think of looking. We were driving separate oh, no. cars on the way there, so I was, had it open. I had it open my, on my phone, so I mm-hmm. could switch to it and see where she was in relation to me because she left an hour, some minutes before me. Did and you pass I, her? I did pass her. I saw her on, at a rest area. About a hundred miles into the trip. Oh. No, we were. See, we're just short of Pendleton. Oh, okay. Um, I th- she I stopped for lunch, and I think that I might have passed her before that. And then she passed me again while I was eating lunch. Mm. Um, but it was interesting. But I saw, I definitely saw her and my son. It looked like they were doing walks up and down the steps of the stretching, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> But then as I was looking, oh, look, there they are. Because my car steering was throwing me all over the place, I look up and I'm like over the white line. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's okay. (laughs) All right. Um, If you want to contact us and tell us who you share your location with, or you can share your location with us, I guess, if you want. Be interesting. Uh, just send us an email at engineeringshow at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter if you want to comment or look for our poll. Just search for Engineering Show on either of those. And uh, check out our website, theengineeringshow.com. You can... Go to our shop and buy an Engineerdy Show t-shirt. Thank you for listening this week. Stay nerdy. Live long and nerdy. You have it and always shall be my friends. Bye. You know me so you can't just say bizarre. You never get a moment for free. Show me something fun on your guitar. Something with an A or a G Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again Most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And some frets and two neat things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Guitars are made of trees You know me so you've seen it all before Looking at me stuck in a tree Trying to hold a thought you can't ignore Something multiplied by a three Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again Yeah, it's been a boring spring most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And some frets and two neat things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees
friends and too neat things. Most guitars are made of trees. Most guitars are made of trees. People play them while they sing. Some are dull and some just ring. Most guitars are made of trees. The song Most Guitars Are Made of Trees is by Greg Gibbs. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.